Welcome to episode nine of the Fellowship. I'm Adam Hawk. This is my co-host and resident guest Ryan Engel. How y'all doing? And I would like uh, a little bit extra scotch today because I'm nervous, and I'm nervous because we you ha- never get nervous. We have a legit broadcast professional as our guest today. Someone that if you were to is he better than you? Uh, he's way better than. Well, me. that's not saying much. And if it? you were to turn on Rabbit Ear Television, Channel Two, CBS, you'll see him on the weekends. That's a big deal. That's a big deal to be on either CBS, ABC, or NBC, and we have one of uh, those broadcasters here with us today. So we Is got a- your old boss and former best friend on CBS? Uh, I don't know who you're talking about, but <laughs> maybe. I know a lot of people in the business. Shout out to Adam's old boss. Anyway, we're very excited to have our guest, Beto Duran, on today. And we got to stand up straight. We have to project. We can't say us or ums. we got to be professional because we have a professional here. Is that okay with you? Are you going to be professional today for once in your life? Well, what are we talking about? Politics? No. We're not talking. We're talking about, uh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Politics, vaccines, everything that people want to hear us talk about. Okay? Hold you ready it. to do it? Okay. Well, where do you want me to put it? It's empty. See you later, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Two weeks in a row figuring out the whole button thing. Maybe three. God, you say that every fucking episode. Well, as uh, Steve from Blues Clues would say, hell of a mail day. Hell of a mail day. All right? Uh, I just want to go through this really quick because... Are you talking to me or are you talking to them? I'm talking to both of you. Okay? okay. I'm talking to you and I feel I'm like talking you're talking at me. Actually, I feel like you're punching me down. Oh, Really? Punching down on me? How do you say it? I don't know. Maybe you should rewatch the Dave Chappelle comedy special so you can figure out that line. Yeah, that was a, lot a doozy. lot of people don't like him right now. And I thought it was great. I yeah. really enjoyed that. Actually, I'd say a lot of people probably do like him yeah. right now. Uh, this, Where were you going with this, by the way? Well, we just got two handwritten letters in the mail. and Nothing tickles your taint more than fan appreciation. Am I right? Well, especially in the form of a handwritten letter. That takes a lot of effort to sit down. Do you know down. what a taint is? Yeah, and I'm just not acknowledging what you're saying because okay. I'm a, I, I have some dignity and I, I don't need to talk about taints on the air right now, okay? We've, we've been doing this show for 20 seconds. You just, said it, not me, right, pal. Sit tight. So this comes from uh, Maxwell Rohde, and it's a handwritten letter. It's really cool. Um, I don't know if you guys can see, but it's got like this old school car on it. And he says, Dear Ryan and Adam, I'm sitting here doing office work today, watching the fellowship. It's, man, the legibility. I just, man, I I can't even read it. Just fake it a little bit. It's hard for me to use self-control to not pour a glass of scotch and spark up a cigar. It's even surprising me. It's so refreshing to hear you take on the, to hear your take on the game and to, Man, th- Maxwell, your writing sucks. I can't read it. Anyway, it's a very nice handwritten note. I can't get through it right now because the writing is so illegible. But how cool was that to get that from Maxwell? Great um, notepad, too. And what he wrote here, and I think I can read this, this letterhead is from my grandfather, and this is the second time in my life I've used it. Anyway, that's really cool that he wrote in and did that. This is going on the wall, Maxwell. And then we got one more today um, from... After we put a couple cocktail rings on. From Jason. Jason sent uh, a really nice letter uh, it says, love your vibe, love what you're doing. I'm not going to attempt to read handwriting on the air ever again. Uh, but he sent this bottle of Knob Creek, and he made a custom label for us. Custom label, picture of us and the crew at Indian Wells. says, Nation Golf, the original. Tips from the tips, reserve whiskey, yada, 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 100 proof. Tom Lichen Distilling Company. He's got the smoking tom on there. What a thoughtful gift. How cool is that? Now, I'm really stoked on this, but I will say I was a little let down because when I came in the office today and saw this on my desk, I thought that... Man, we struck at gold. Knob Creek wants to work with us. <laughs> it turns out they do not. But the note and the touch was something 
that we like to call a touch of class, which I really uh, find endearing. So. Yeah, very nice. Um, uh, thank you so much for these handwritten notes. Thank you for the gift. I've been uh, chewing ice lately during the show. I've been watching these episodes back, chewing ice. And you and just it, got a thing to say, don't do that anymore? Uh, yes. I was like, hey, stop chewing uh, while you're doing the you show. Know, this might so I just be, spit the ice out. You know, I know we haven't filmed a lot of these episodes yet, but speaking in future tense, I think this might be one of the top, you know, 50, well, we'll just say top 69 worst intro um, videos we've ever done. Well, that's because of me. I attempted to read something that I didn't proofread. It's really nice to watch you stumble. Woo! Has anyone yeah. ever told you that? Yeah. Um, you know, nervous. Are you nervous? Because Beto Duran's here. Yeah, but hey, real quick, because I want to bring Beto on really quick. Let's talk about what happened this week. This is going to air two weeks from now, so it'll be old news. But uh, you and I decided to, I wouldn't say wage war, but kind of push back on golf Instagram culture. It's something we've alluded to for a long time, but we had finally had enough of it this week. And we decided to put together a little video uh, where we discuss how to get engagement quickly. And you were the professor in this video. You had a nice whiteboard up. And uh, we were taking on golf meme pages who continually repost the same recycled content and just write tag this golfer. So every one of the, the Instagram followers do the work for them to increase the engagement. Uh, what did you uh, think about that little war we quote unquote waged against golf Instagram culture? Thank you for asking. Wonderful question. That was my version of you right there. Um, <laughs> Great impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know what's funny is I actually did think about this, if you can believe that. Yeah. But uh, I thought back to the time before you came on the company, which when I was full fledged stirring the pot, so to speak. Yeah. Which caught your what caught your attention originally. And what I mean by that, for the viewers at home who don't know who the fuck I am, um, there was a time where I was just like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to start making fun of everybody. And it was really good for me. I gained attention. I actually gained a lot of friendships from it. Yeah. Because sometimes you got to get in a fight with someone to be their friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, anyways, it reminded me of that because when I was doing that, I the, the positive feedback that I had was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Literally hundreds of messages and DMs and emails and what have you were not only encouraging, but just like breath of fresh air type shit. Mm -hmm. And there was just a few kind of haters being like, oh, you're negative and shit like that, you know? And so it's like, same thing just happened. We thought that we were just going to get fucking 86 by a bunch of these guys. Yeah. And uh, you know what? You go through the comments. Was there one bad comment? No, everyone loved it because I think we spoke for the, the time people. has come. The golf meme things. You guys, you guys need to get to work, as my grandpa would say. Um, you're doing the same shit over and over, and uh, whether people like it or not is besides the point. Yeah, you know, you're just picking low hanging fruit. Yep. Shame on you. Yeah, absolutely. So that was fun, and we thought we were going to get a lot of blowback. Instead, we got a lot of people saying, "Thank you for finally speaking up." And we will continue to wage the war against uh, repetitive, annoying content. What's going on here? Ooh. That's a Cubano. Yeah, that's the Cuban that was gifted to me by uh, Mark. Forgot his last name. Padron. Padron Smoker. Smoker. And uh, I'm going to light it up today, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Cuba. Cuba. Save the label. Uh, I will. So, without further ado, our guest this week makes his own cocktails. That's the kind of guest you want. He's at the bar right now, which we love. Uh, he can be seen every weekend on CBS2, Sports Central, uh, seen on real TV. So he's coming down a notch to be seen on YouTube, which is amazing. He made the drive down from beautiful Carson, California. 
He is Shout the host. out to the Carson Buffet. He is the host of the Live in the Dream podcast, which I have been on before, and he also hosts a boxing podcast called Thurs Diaz with some boxing icons, Joel Diaz and Roberto Diaz. And he hosts oh, another podcast cool. called Let's Go Ricky Rowe with former big league pitcher Ricky Romero. Our guest this week is the one, the only, Beto Duran. Beto, come oh, on over. Come on over. I'm ready to stay in the live studio audience. Nice to meet you. Thanks for being here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta make sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, hey, yeah. Oh, oh, there we hey. go. There we go. So you are better than hot. <laughs> oh. At everything, really, really. Well, you're reading letters. Yeah, yeah that was. Well, he tried to read. That, that was not letter. smart. It says "Cheers, Maxwell Ratty." Yeah, and you're nothing like a good podcast where you're yeah, reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. was not smart. Yeah. Um, Cheers, my friend. Yeah, Cheers, this, friend. Uh, Cheers. welcome. Salud, salud, salud. Would you please, would you please uh, get my um, esteemed colleague here uh, that hold fine on, cigar? Hold on, let, let me see. Yes, right here. yes. Here. I'm gonna start here. You are uh, married to a Latina, right? Mexican? Yes, yes. When you cheer somebody, what are you supposed to do? Look them in the eye. Thank you. Because mm -hmm. you're a class. Mm -hmm. Let's do it again. Cheers. cheers. How many, times, how many times have I told you that? <sighs> Two on record, but probably more. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my friend, my friend. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes, I am married to a Latina woman, which means I get yelled at a lot. And she, <laughs> she loves him. <laughs> well, she does. She just has a... I would hope so. Yeah, she does. She just has a... Really fun way of showing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is. Well, I don't know what, what you poured yourself. You, whatever's in that little chingadera thing. Oh, that's the. Uh, uh, make something up because that's our bottom shelf. So. No, that's like a. So you know what you keep in a. Uh, the canter? A, uh, no. The canter is the end of each bottle, so that's the house blend. This is nice. Yeah. Wow. This is a good little yeah. afternoon blend. Yeah. Here is a uh, punch cigar for you, Mr. Duran. That's and, our uh, favorite stick, so please is. enjoy that. You can see Ooh. it's got the torpedo shape, much yeah. like the logo that we use for the company. Yeah, um, you, you look great today. You've got a maroon jacket on. That's my all-time favorite color, and you're wearing a king hard collar shirt by that's Nation a Golf. Yeah. That's a nice uh, which is fantastic. Um, you ordered that king, and I happened to be at work when you ordered it, and I think I put it in the mail in about 15 seconds for <laughs> you. Did. It showed up the next day. Yeah, which uh, that's the kind of customer service you get around here at Nation Golf. Uh, you drove down from Carson, California, to be with us today. This will air. I didn't know I was going to be a guest. Well, I just I figured you guys have a bar. You yeah, have some bars. Yeah, I got nothing to do. You, you just want to hang out. Um, <laughs> somebody should. Not me, but somebody should. You were at Dodger Stadium last night, and again, this will be a little bit dated, but it's okay. I bring that up to because you're a sports reporter here in mm -hmm. Los Angeles, and you've been doing that for a long time. Um, what a cool gig you have, and we won't spend a ton of time on it because I know that you told us before that you just want to come on here and bullshit. Um, I've watched the other eight episodes. Yeah. yeah, well, we do a little bit of prep, um, <laughs> as, as you can tell by the intro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. while you were on your phone call in the parking lot, Adam was uh, starting to prep the show. Good, 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 good. Well, I had time, <laughs> so I did it. Um, but what's really cool, Beto, is you and I share something in common. We both started in the promotions department at radio, mm -hmm. um, and you have worked your way up from literally the bottom rung of radio, which is promotions where you go out to events and you hand out stickers and t-shirts and you promote the station. Yeah, you guys hiring? <laughs> Actually, we are. We probably we pay, don't pay much. Yeah, we pay less than... Bar, but we drink a lot. Yeah. Um, when you look back on the fact that now you can be seen on Channel 2 on the weekends and you started out as a guy handing out stickers for a radio station, uh, go ahead and, and 
and pimp yourself a little bit. How good do you feel about the way your career has transpired? Um, I don't because I still feel like it's day one. Um, it's a job that I shouldn't have got. So you're supposed to, when you're on TV, you're supposed to either go to Syracuse, Northwestern, USC, the big fancy schools. I went to three different junior colleges. I, I call myself a junior college All-American because I went to a lot of them. Wow, um, we have that in you common. You guys do have that in common. Yeah. I dropped out of three different community colleges. I like to say that I'm still matriculating. Mm. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny part is I now speak at colleges. I speak to journalism mm-hmm. classes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I was like that kid who, I grew up in Carson. I was a big sports fan. I wanted to work in sports. And my thing was like, I'm smart. I play baseball. I'm better than Division Three. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna. I weigh like 150 pounds. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna go. And I'm, Fuck I, those guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna take creatine. I'm yeah. gonna play. I'm gonna be all right. 1996. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna junior college. Yeah, I yeah. play Because I had a semi decent little whatever. Yeah. And then like the D3 coaches were like, come here. You have a good grades. I'm like, huh. Yeah. D3. No, no, yeah, yeah. no. You see, lay my future. Yeah. And I go my first day at El Camino Junior College. I stand in there. I'm like, oh my god, these guys are fucking grown ass men. Yeah, like, yeah. These are bounce backs. Like, what the hell's a bounce back? He was at USC last year. He was at Santa Barbara yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. These yeah, guys wow. got drafted here, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, let me go to class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Smart move. I wanted to be working. My thing is, I always wanted to work in sports, mm. and I didn't know how. So I was like, let me be a doctor. Yeah. Uh, I talk a lot, maybe an agent. Uh, then I was like, let me be a teacher. So yeah. I, I was actually coaching high school JV baseball at my high oh, school. Wow. Thought I was going to be a history teacher, and I needed to have one more class to stay on my dad's insurance because I was having shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. I was I had a labrum, torn labrum. By that time, I was a professional softball player, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Sunday league. There's baseball. a lot of those nowadays. And, yeah. and Sunday league baseball, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I'll, I'll play every day. How bullshit are those leagues where it's like a oh, home run, you're out? You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I get hit bombs. Yo, what the fuck? Because it's small fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's small fence. You got to. Wow, really? Home run, you're out, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of those leagues where it's like, Wrong pipe. Yeah, yeah. wow, it's okay, Beto. No, because if the fences are, the fields are too small. Yeah. You, anyway, that's another story. And they don't want pros like us out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Did you have so, your own bat? Yeah. No, no, I didn't have that guy. I, I'm, man, I was still book 60, so I was fine. I was, yeah. I'd be the guy who would like play with the fat guys, mm-hmm. and they would like hit everything. Hey, we need a runner? Yeah. Runner. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy. That's so, great. I was just, I took a journalism class on a Friday morning, 8 o'clock. And it changed my life because from there I was like, "Whoa, this is actually cool." Yeah. All the other classes I had dropped. Right. I'm like, who, think about it. twenty years old Friday morning, eight o'clock. I didn't miss that class at all. Yeah. Laurie Medigovich, uh was the professor, and she's like, "Hey, you're a good writer." I was like, "I am." She's like, "Yeah, you have a knack for this. You know how to write a good lead." I'm like, "What the fuck's a lead?" That's she's bitching. like, "This." She's like, "You ever done it?" I was like, "In high school, I was an editor of the sports page to get into the football games for free." Yeah. Like that was it. Pop quiz: How do you spell lead in journalism? L E D E. Nice. Yeah, he nailed it. You just got a writer's erection, dude. I really did. Because when you spell lead, L-E-D-E, you know what you're talking about. Now, if I were to talk to Beto about the upside-down pyramid or the inverse pyramid, he would know what that means, too. Which is when you start your article with the absolute most Mm -hmm. important thing and you get as many facts and details into the first three sentences as possible. 30 words or less. That's right. Because you know your reader is only going to give you a few sentences. Three paragraphs. That's it. So you have to put everything up front. Um, and those skills, I'm sure, that you learned in college, they've stuck yeah. with you. You can still spell lead. You know what the upside-down pyramid the is. the best part is, in that class, I got a C. <laughs> the journalism right. class. Well, that's probably pretty good for you, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're dicking off... That's and a lot every, better than you got. Well, yeah, and C's to me are A's when you hate school as much as I did, and I'm sure you did. I like, love school. I just didn't like those classes. Mm-hmm. I would go party with my friends at Santa Barbara and at USC. 
on Thursdays and then stick around for their class on Friday. I'm in yeah. there. I'm at USC at a philosophy class. Like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. I just didn't like my classes. Right. <laughs> Man, so Santa Barbara. Mm. Oh, the Ivy. Mm. Yeah, Ivy's fun. Isla Good Vista. education. Mm. Good, good education. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween, all oh, great times. I learned yeah. a lot of lessons yeah. in Isla Vista and I never went there. You did No, I mean, for school. Yeah, I was either. there. Yeah. I was there. I learned how times. to, you know, you can borrow everybody's bike in Isla mm-hmm. Vista. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah, you know, I've heard that before. I've heard that people just steal each other's bikes and you get yours borrow, back. Borrow, borrow, okay. borrow. So if there's just a bike, you, it, it was like bird scooter before bird scooter. You just yes. pick up a bike on the ground. The that's beach not- cruiser that I still have to this day is from there. So a guy goes around there who lives in his van or some shit. He goes around and steals all the bikes that are off of, like, without locks on them and shit. And he swaps the tires and yeah. frames and handlebars and shit. And he sells them as new. And I picked up a sweet gal, all black, with the uh, black spokes, white walls, mm. um, 150 bucks, you know. And You just don't take a good bike to college. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. But yeah, so that's what I did. I went to junior college. Uh, didn't know what I wanted to do. And then... While all my friends are graduating college, I'm still trying to figure out what it is. My fourth year of junior college, and I got an internship at the Democratic National Convention in 2000 for CNN, New York One affiliate. No way. Yeah, the reason is because the girl I was dating at the time went to SC. She's like, hey, look, there's this internship. It's at Staples Center. It's only for two weeks. I'm like, I'll apply. And they're like, oh, you have to be a USC student or a major university student. So I just applied. You know, what are you going to do? They're going to say no? I'm like, whatever. By that time, I knew what I wanted to do. I was like... I want to be a sports writer. I'm going to go work for Sports Illustrated. I'm going to yeah. take over Rick Riley. You know, yeah, I'm going to yeah. do all that yeah, stuff. Right. Or uh, Gary Smith, all that other stuff, right? And I went there, and they're like, oh, um, you go to USC? I was like, no, 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 no. I'm transferring in the fall. I'm transferring <laughs> in two weeks. Nice. And they're like, oh, well, the person we hired isn't going to be able to be here. Can you start tomorrow? Yeah. Wow. No problem. Wow. My job was to show the people from New York who don't drive uh-huh. around LA. It's yes. 2000. You can't, there's no phone. There's no GPS. Yeah. You get lost. I knew LA. Yeah. I had a Thomas guide. Damn, that, that right that place, book. right time, right and there. And then people from New York don't drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I drove them. They're like, hey, we need to go do a scenic shot at the Hollywood Bowl. All right, I got cool. you. Hey, yeah. we need to go to Venice. I got you. Here's. It says take the freeway. No, 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 no. We go down Little San yeah, yeah. So Let me stop here and get some spicy yeah. fruit. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know. Whoa. <laughs> Let me show you my friend. Yeah. <laughs> And that was it. They loved me. And then after that, I saw how TV works. I'm like, hell yeah. I want to be on TV. Wow, that's pretty I cool. I want to be a director, producer, editor behind the scenes because it went from, you know, you write a story, it takes a day. Here, it's like you interview somebody, we need it in 30 seconds. It was like a legit movie. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's trial by fire. Trial by fire. And there's two. It's the hustle. It's just the classic right. thing of hustle. You, well, put, and there's, there's you put two, yourself out act there. Act like you belong. It. There's yep. two things in that story that are... Um, very common in stories like yours and in journalism and media, which is one, fake it till you make it, faking like you went to USC and or you were transferring. I was transferring. And two, uh, timing is everything in that business. You, there was a guy who wasn't going to be there, so all of a sudden it became your gig to have. Yep. So much of uh, ascending in media is timing and faking it till you make it. You use both of those things in like 30 seconds, yep. and now you're the guy that I see on TV with Jim Hill. Yeah, it's don't be scared. Like, they're going to tell you no, so, and what do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. That was it. And then uh, after, Great that, advice. after that, I was like, you know what? I was like hooked. I was like, I want a job, doing something. I was like, I, everybody can tell you, you need another internship. Then ESPN Radio had started in 2001, mm-hmm. and I went on their website, which took forever to load, <laughs> and I found at the bottom, it said, about us. Yeah. You click that, it said jobs, and it said promotions job. I was looking for internships. It said yeah. promotions job. Requirement 21, have insurance. I'll apply. I applied. And then uh, it happened right after 9 11. 
And the guy who hired me, who's still there to this day, he's now a vice president of ESPN, was like, I hired you because you had AAA insurance. You had a clean driving record. We would drive, remember, expeditions? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was an expedition. We used to go to the ESPN zone, set up Monday night, set up the tent, throw out the shirts, hey, whatever you need, blah, blah, blah. And I'm all hyped for it. And then I taught, I was like, wait a minute. If I have to be there at 4 o'clock, the radio shows start at 12. So I'd go early and hang around with the shows and, yeah. and like Smart Dr. Corian and Joe McDonald. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you guys need lunch? I'm in the yeah. area. Yeah. Hey, I can do this. Wow. Get your foot in the door. And yeah. I just That's never the left. Hustle, And it was like every time I had to work, I'd show up three hours early. That's the hey, hustle. you guys need this? And I would ask the guys who know how to edit the board and all that other stuff, like the yeah. board off. Like, how do you do this? How do yeah. you do that? That's and how just, you do it. I learned that, and then I was like, one thing led to another, and it just kept on hustling and hustling, and fucking 20 years later, it's like, it still feels like it's That's yesterday awesome. for me. So right. when you ask me, That's like, awesome. do I think that I'm there? I still don't feel that I'm anywhere, mm-hmm. because I still got that attitude of, I'm waiting for somebody to come, like, hey man, that's cool, you fooled us. Yeah, like, it's yeah. over. It's time yeah, to go, yeah, yeah. You know? Hey, don't lose that. You know, well, it's, it's fun, it's My it's awesome. buddy had an expedition in high school, and we called it the Sexpedition. Is that right? Yeah. For other reasons. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, why? Why you didn't call it that because of the gas mileage? Uh, so what happened? The seats just laid back, and this this uh, man did a lot of fornicating in his expedition. A lot of room in his expedition, right? And especially back in the '90s, it was like that car came out. It was like, oh shit, high yeah. school, it was like huh? a Ford Suburban. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, I don't. Does Ford make the Suburban? No, Chevy. no, Chevy. This is like the oh. Ford Suburban. God, stay with me, Hawk. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Beto, and you know, I love that story because of the hustle involved and also because... You got a torch over there for my man? He, these these little swing lighters aren't getting them. No, we need a torch, bro. You got a torch lighter? Do we? Is it in the thing? We have a torch lighter? Is it not in there? No, it's not. Right there in the bar. Yeah. It's all right, though. We're getting there. We're okay. getting there. I don't care, man. We're good. Hey, yeah. by the end of this episode, that's going to be burning real good. Yeah, mm-hmm. This is nice, though. No classic. Yeah. I just love how much hustle is involved in that story because... Today, when you meet kids, and this is not me being the old man, because I'm not an old man, but uh, there's there's this sense of entitlement, and I don't think it's necessarily their fault. I think with technology these days and the fact that anyone can have a show, anyone can have a podcast, um, you don't have to really work your way up to get something out there. The problem is what you're putting out there, one, isn't very good because you haven't been classically trained in a radio station or a TV studio. Two, you don't know what it takes to promote a certain item. Mm-hmm. And three, there's this expectation of like, hey, I saw some guy get famous off of just blogging for Barstool and like filming himself doing it. So yeah. that should happen to me. And there's not that guy who's showing up three hours early offering to buy people lunch after he just did a promotion shift and hanging around the radio station. That's a really rare thing. It used to be common, but you don't see that that much anymore. Um, to an extent. Because now I'm in my 40s, so I have that feeling. I'm like, I try to help out kids. I'm like, look, you can do this too. You got the hustle. It's even easier mm-hmm. now if, for you to figure out what you can do. You have a camera on your phone. Right. You can figure totally. something out to totally. do. Has to be good content. And yeah. much of everybody's like, oh, Barstool is so easy. We don't know how long Dave Portnoy was grinding to get to that level. That thing huh? was. Was you putting in work for shelling flyers around the mm-hmm. fucking street? You mm-hmm. know? I remember like, hearing about Barstool, which isn't my brand of choice. Not ours either. In 2008, I was covering the Lakers Celtics in Boston. I'm at a bar, <coughs> and we're talking to people, and some person is like, I have a friend. He's doing this thing. It's called Barstool. And I'm like, it's a Barstool? Like, just like the Barstool you're sitting on. Uh-huh. It's like a blog, kind of like Bill Simmons kind of thing, but they're, they're going to be doing it. I'm like, all right, cool. Then, a few, then years later, you hear yeah. about it. So there's a grind that puts in. But back to your point, it's not about us being older. 
it's about realizing that you're successful what you do you're successful mm-hmm. what you do mm-hmm. your family whatever mm-hmm. it is you put in the work mm-hmm. and you see it when you have wasted talent that's not being used because everybody wants that instant gratification right now <laughs> yes and well i said to this day now <clears throat> i do play-by-play for major boxing events i do stuff for college basketball Friday nights, I'm doing high school games on a website yeah. for like 50 bucks. Not because I need the money, but because I need the reps. Yeah. I wanna stay sharp. Stay sharp. <clears throat> stay it's sharp. fun to do. And I've been, uh, you know, I'm in the rotation for these networks, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I don't have an ego to say I'm too good well, to there's do still, that. Well, you yeah. still got a passion there. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. And I, they're like, hey, do you know anybody else who's young in college that would want to do this? I'm like, yeah. So I offered this opportunity. A couple of kids I speak to schools. Yeah. And they're like, how much does it pay? I'm like, oh, fuck. Wrong God. question. Yeah. Wrong like, question. Okay, sorry. I thought you really wanted this. Oh, well, it's a little too far for me. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. cool. Then on the flip side, I find another kid who I'm helping out, who I'm kind of mentoring a little bit. I didn't know this, but this kid is Ubering to go do these games. Oh, wow. And didn't tell the guy who owns the company that he's doing this. So this wow. kid is actually losing money to go do it. So as much as there's those people who be like, they don't <laughs> yeah. want to do it, you still have the kids who have that hustle and grind. So for me, it's more of, let me find the kids who remind me of me with that hustle and grind yeah. and that drive. Instead of reflecting on the ones who are like, eh, because we all know those. I want to work at radio. I want to sh- shoot this. I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do that. And then like two years later, uh, what are you doing? Selling real estate. Selling insurance. Yeah. Which, nothing wrong with that. Trading yeah. Bitcoin. But yeah. but nobody ever, I always tell you, my, I, because I have a friend who's really successful. He lives in this area, by the way. I, I don't know. Not my friend, but I know the guy. Well, he yeah. asked yeah. if he's really successful. Yeah. And uh, he's the guy who will call me on Sunday. Bro, what game are you at? This, this, and that. But on his Instagram Loves life. Everything's amazing. The fancy car, the country club. Yeah. But it's like you were the guy who was a journalism major at mm-hmm. USC uh-huh. and took didn't even try it. And it's always like, oh yeah, it wasn't for me. Bullshit, because you were scared to actually try and yeah, fail. Yeah, yeah. Because I never heard him growing up saying, I want to go sell life insurance, mm-hmm. which he hates now, and he yeah. has an ulcer. He's a member at a country club, and I know you're gonna watch this fool. Uh, he's a member at a country club, but doesn't play golf. Yeah. Well, and we know people like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, you, you had this fearlessness um, with your career, but you also have this fearlessness with fashion. And I've noticed that. <laughs> really, you bring a lot of pizzazz to your television broadcast. And then when you're taking pictures out, you know, like at Dodger Stadium yesterday, which I saw, you wear a lot of... Uh, I don't think you wear loud for the sake of loud. I think you just are... Showcase flavor. Yeah, you have flavor and you're flavor. showcasing your personality. Like I think, God rest his soul, Craig Sager wore loud for the sake of loud. I think you wear it not to get attention, but just because it's who you are. So how much do you uh, put into what you're wearing and how important is it for you to showcase your personality through what you're wearing? Uh, as Deion Sanders would say, look good, feel good, play good, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't do any of that. Um, <laughs> I just like the way it looks. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, Craig Sager, rest his soul, really nice man. Would be fantastic at the yard house after Laker games. Yeah. Always at the bar. Good dude. Telling good stories. Cool. But then you see Sager in a polo. You're like, what the hell? That's, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Like, yeah, regular yeah. Polo, like, yeah. Sweat. But that was his idea was just loud like that. I just like taking pride in the appearance when I'm on air. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, this is a little velvet. A little velvet. Yeah, little it's velvet, very nice. Velvet. Uh, is that coming through, Nick, on the camera? It's a little bit. It's soft. Yeah. That's, but it's from Macy's on sale. Fourth of July sale. You know, but, but like, everybody's like, oh, man, your suits are cool. But everything I go to the outlets, mm-hmm. I go to the uh, sales, nothing new. I have two custom suits, which are nice. Yeah. But that's a different story. But, like, everything else, I like feeling good, looking good about it. That's why when I play golf, the outfit's got to be on point. Yeah. Totally. Because I'm a suck on purpose. 
But it's like as long as I feel good about mm-hmm. it. But normally it's short sandals. You because know. it's a special event. Exactly. You know, golf is golf is such a treat. Yep. It's just like being on air, going to church, or going to, yeah. going to a, you know, a wedding or something. It's taking pride in the little totally, details totally. about it. And, and the old timers, like, they, they respect that, you know? Yes. It, uh, it comes back to like the you know Mexican culture of like when you go to church, you go to somebody's house, you always look good. Always, yep. always dress the part, not to show off out of respect to where you're going mm-hmm. and it's like okay the pocket square i just because i like the way it looks yeah because i read it one time in gq magazine it said nine out of ten men uh don't wear a pocket square don't be 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 the one yeah be the one that little detail because the other detail. day you posted on yeah, yeah. Uh, you have this yeah yeah, yeah. the cufflinks yeah, yeah. Oh, i love uh french cuff shirts God, i love cufflinks, oh man dude. I have the, the um, and dude, um, you can go to a thrift store and come up on some shit. Like yeah. it's not about being rich; it's nah. just about that respect. It's I think the respect details. is the key. Yeah. You and know? you know what? You you really just kind of you touched and articulated our philosophy so much of, about what we do here, which is you're not dressing up so much for you; you're dressing up for the respect of what you're doing and who you're going to be around. And that's that is honestly what we've been saying yeah. since day one. There's a lot of confusion with uh, outsiders on us being like some stuffy kind of country club uh, rich boy brand Mm-mm. and it's none of that. Yeah, yeah, and that's not us and we play at municipal golf courses every single week um, and neither one of us are rich by any means and yeah. You're rich in here. Yes, so, yes. And yeah. and it really is all about the respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you wouldn't go to a funeral in board shorts. You wouldn't go to church in a t-shirt. There are places where a certain dress code, and dress code, for some reason, has like a negative connotation to it, when really, it's just about respecting that place yeah. that you go to. And I, I love that about you, and I love that you took a liking to us without me and you knowing each nope. other. And we knew of each other. Yep. I certainly knew of you. I listened to you. Uh, growing up, well, I, I wouldn't say growing up, but when I got growing to LA, up in the business, yes, growing up in the business, uh, you were always on doing sports updates, and I've kept tabs on your career for a long time. So I'm I handle most of the Nation Golf Instagram, and I'm scrolling through, and it says one story mentions you, and I go there, and it's. Blue check Beto Duran has <laughs> First, yeah, that's I, a good I, nickname I, 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 right I, I, there, dog. I don't have no blue checks. <laughs> you should. I don't want one. Yeah. Have you seen the people who have it? Yeah. I don't want those. Yeah. So Beto Duran, you know, post I wish there was like a red check yeah, or yeah. a black yeah. check. Yeah. I'd take yeah. one of those, yeah. yeah. So you had reposted something of ours and oh. me and you didn't know each other at the time and I think I DM'd you and I was like Beto Duran, the Beto Duran, and I'm like, this is Adam Hawk. You're like Adam Hawk, the producer Adam Hawk, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> the dude. Adam Hawk. Isn't, yeah. it, isn't it crazy how? It, and this happens so many times in all of our lives, where you just like get slapped in the face with the reality of how small this world yeah. really is. Yeah, look at where we're at right now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really crazy, and it. I think that's one of the greatest gifts of of just breathing this oxygen on this planet. Yeah is the connections you make and then watching those snowball into other places you go in life, yeah. you know? And especially a guy like you and, and Adam, you know, who've spent time on TV and shit. Obviously, you go places and get noticed, but you also go to places and, and, and you forge these new relationships with other guys that were connected in some way, and it's just this cobweb of just, like, networking, and um, which says a lot, full circle, about you know, your story and like the hustle and, yeah. and how these kids nowadays need to realize that the hustle is important because you don't know where that, like <clears throat> that connection of the kid Ubering to, to the job and shit like that. Like that story carries on to something else and it's just going to manifest like a positive lane yep. for that guy in the future in yeah. some way, you know? And, yeah. and, and, uh, 
and he impressed you, and he's now going to be a guy that you're probably going to recommend I, uh, a lot of things. To go back to that kid, and I speak at different schools a lot. I speak at Long Beach State. Gary Metzger, who's a professor at Long Beach State, invites me a lot. And I am completely, brutally honest about how terrible a business we you used to be in. How I am in. Yeah. And it absolutely sucks. The job is amazing. Yes. The actual getting there and all the little the business. The, the, the which business. is fine. I mean, I'm nice to everybody. I know there's people who don't like me. I don't like them anyways, but I'll pretend. Yeah. I, but I don't even pretend anymore. Now I'm just like, yeah. fuck, you know I don't like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what did you say? Like, fuck, I know Beto. He might be a dick, but I know he doesn't like me. Uh-huh. You'll know that. Yeah, yeah. And, but if I love you, I love you. So I'm very brutally honest to this class. And I tell him, like, you guys go to Long Beach State. Your odds are against you because... SC runs the world. Syracuse mm-hmm. right, people, Northwestern right. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, here's my number. I start off the class every time. I love it. Here's my number. I am your resource in this business. Amazing. Take it down. Call me. Blah, blah, blah. Kids never do. And Unbelievable. SC, the kids jump on it right uh-huh. away. Uh, and that's just because that hunger, that desire. Yeah. I mean, they, I'm not saying I'm going to get them a job. But I'm like, if you're applying for a job in, say, Rio Grande, New Mexico... I might know somebody there yeah. because I've been around 20 years. Yeah. So take advantage of the resources. And that's something that young people don't network enough. Yeah. I, I hear that story and I'm like, okay, I'm sitting there in the crowd. I Right when you say that, I'm putting you in the phone. I'm shooting you, you a text get, you during the I, class yeah. going, hey, Ryan Engel here. I got you logged in the you, thing. Like, Do you know what I get though? Yeah. Afterwards we do the talk. I was like, yeah. They're like, damn, man, you sound like a hater. I'm like, yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm hating on you not being as resourceful. Right. Because yeah. you're not going, you're not going, first of all, you're not going to outwork me. My mm-hmm. feelings are hurt. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, I know I, and I'm like, if I'm, if I'm casting any kind of doubt in your life right now, I'm yeah. saving you five years of living in Bozeman, Montana right. or whatever, or just everybody against you. Anyways, but like, that's the attitude you got to have of like, if somebody tells you no. Yeah. Cool. Find the one person that says yes. Yeah, yeah. How many people told you, no, you can't do a shirt? Oh, my God. No, you can't be a shaper. No, you can't do this. No, yeah. you can't do I hear no, and I'm like, cool, thank you. Watch yeah. this. But I don't even do that anymore. I do the, oh, thank you for your time. What constructive criticism do you have for me? Because uh-huh. yeah. I don't want to hear, yes, you're good. I want to hear, what can I improve on? Mm. And let me move somewhere else to go into that lane, that avenue mm. of it. Because some, yeah. they, all you need is one person to say yes. So how we met is because I was... Getting into golf, and I liked your style. I saw Jimmy Tropicana. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's his name? Yep. I hope I get it right. Yeah, that's his name, yeah. Tropicana Golf, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Beto, you have it right. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. So I saw his style, and I'm like, dude, I like that style because I like that mm-hmm. classic desert yeah. vibe. I mean, I buy the other, you know, loud, yeah, yeah. the loud golf shirts, but my golf shirts, I go to like Ross or whatever I find there. If, it, if it's on sale, I'm, I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. $10 shirt, that's my style. Dress for less. Exactly, but I'll, I'll spend on a good one. And I was like, I like the color schemes. I like the mm-hmm. blue. So I put it on my Instagram. Which one should I buy? Because it's expensive, as it should be. Because now that I've put it on, now I know why they're expensive. Because they're yeah. worth it. Yeah. Not a commercial. It's Thank actually you. worth yeah. it. Thank because you. the color stays up, which is uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's different. Because normally yeah. my raw shirts, yeah, I wash it with they're done. bacon action yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? What are you Yeah, but these stay on. And yeah, I can yeah. wear this to, like, a steakhouse if I want. Anyways, um, you get it, dude. I just should wanna, we go to a steakhouse later? Well, just a quick pause. You get it. And you saying this is not just a golf shirt, it's a steakhouse shirt, dress for respect, hustle. I just want to just take a moment to say you get it. Sorry sorry to cut it off. We Ryan and I just get enamored with people who get it because a lot of what we do, you have to convince people. And we recently had a conversation, Ryan and what? I did, and we just decided we're no longer going to convince people. You know, like, what do you have to convince? Like, 
Uh, is this shirt hot in the summer? Uh, do I need to tuck it in? Where do I buy pants? What kind of shoes? Like blah blah blah. And it's like if you can't figure this out on your own, if you're not already into they're, it, they're the kids who aren't going to the bottom of the CNN page and clicking about <laughs> us contact. Where do I fucking slide in for free yeah. and rub elbows with the dude at lunch and fucking get my foot in the door? That's right. You know what I mean? And that's those are the kids nowadays. You know? And, yeah. And okay. So we're we're you know we're we're realizing now that our lane is like you know what. The, the people who do get it, who we do meet, yeah. we forge such a, such a, a great bond and connection with them. We're focusing on that, and like you know, hopefully people come on, come on on board. But we're gonna do what we do best and just focus on that, and like Dude. let 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 the chips fall. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. what it. I put it on my Instagram. Like, which one should I buy, the blue one or the pink one? And then I tagged you guys, and that's how you and I came across. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's that was amazing. it, and the result was get the pink one. No, yeah, yeah, because yeah. people know my stuff. Also, you gotta know your color palette, man. Yeah, you gotta yeah. know what you look like. Yeah. I can't be wearing dark colors. I can wear the pinks and the. Isn't it cool how shitty most of the time social media is? That every now and then there's there's something like that where it works out, and and I will say this: I, I have the biggest love hate relationship with social media mm-hmm. uh, of anyone, I would think, and but I will also say that. I have met some unbelievable people through it, you know? Yeah. Jimmy being one of it, you know, he'll be a lifelong friend of mine. Obviously, Adam, yourself, you know, the connections you make because of it. So so there is a lane for it to, to, to cause good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bullshit along the way, and you got to yeah. do a, a good job of filtering that out. Right. But uh, Do you guys get the people thinking, like, you guys are trying too hard to be too cool, the hipster kind yeah, of bullshit. Yeah, I, I hate you the hipster thing. Yeah, of course. Because in this area, and especially from the surf industry culture, which for many years, maybe not so now, but growing up in it, um, had a big s- foot in the door in the fashion world as far as like trend forecasting. And, you know, there's a lot of cool kids around here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and the, the surf culture and the industry is from here, and they kind of follow... The, the street scenes here in that world, not like streetwear, but like yeah, yeah. In, in beach lifestyle shit. And so, you know, seeing that and knowing that like, okay, I have some friends who are fucking hipsters, you know? And I see yeah. what we're doing. So when people call me a hipster, I'm like, if you think I'm a hipster, you're a, fuck, <laughs> you're a fucking nerd, dude, because there's a people a lot more hip than us. We're trying to make grandpas look fucking fresh. You know I what I mean? You love people. Yeah, you I know. People. You know what I'm saying? So when it's funny. When people will say, you guys make grandpa clothes, it's the nicest thing anyone could say. Yeah, totally. You know why? Because your grandpa was a legend. Yeah. So thank you for telling us that. Your grandpa was a hell of a lot cooler than you were. And if we're making his clothes, yeah. then we're doing things right. Plenty more to get to with our good friend, Beto Duran. We're going to cut this episode up into two parts. So stay tuned and look for part two of The Fellowship with Beto Duran coming your way very, very shortly.